Hello and welcome to the Fit Girl Club podcast. I'm your host and coach Helen and I'm here to help women lead a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is episode one and I'm super excited to be doing this. Oh my God, I've been procrastinating for so long about starting a podcast and believe it or not, girls, it's super easy to do. So just crack on. If you want to start one, do it, get out there and do it. So I thought it'd be really nice to start off the Fit Girl Club podcast with an episode all about me. I am the creator of Fit Girl Club. I'm the head coach of Fit Girl Club. And I thought it'd be good for you all to hear my journey, my story. You may have heard some of it before, you may have heard none of it, but I think the reason I resonate so much with all of you girls is because I'm relatable. I haven't always been into fitness. It didn't come naturally to me. I haven't always been able to live the healthiest and happiest lifestyle, if I'm honest with you. And it's something I've learned over the past seven years. And now it's something that I'm so passionate about and I want to share it with you. And that's why I do what I do. That is my reason. You're my reason. You're my why. And I am so lucky to get up every day and do what I do and help you girls and live my best life. I literally buzz off it. So enjoy, sit back, relax, enjoy my journey. And yeah, here we go. So I think it's surprising to some people that fitness hasn't always come naturally to me. I only really started my fitness journey when I was 27, so that's seven years ago. And I think sometimes the way people look at me now and think, oh, it it comes naturally to you, it's easy for you, is a bit of a shock because when I tell this story that I'm going to tell you now, this is why I'm so relatable because I've been through some of the struggles that you're probably going through, have been through or will go through. So when it comes to me being a coach, all my advice is usually from experience. Now, when I was in school, I was in all the teams. I um, I actually went to private school, believe it or not. And I was in the hockey team, the netball team, because that was the, the in thing to do. If you're in private school, you went and played sport on a Saturday. But I was never really into it. It, I, it was never really a passion of mine. And I never really thrived off it. I just remember being like, oh, yeah, I'll go join in. And never really gave it my all. And I was always just like a position at the, you know, not the bottom of the pile, but I just had a token position. So I was all right. I was average, average Joe. Love playing rounders though. Always love that. If anyone's up for a game ever, let's do it. But I never, it wasn't my thing. Then in my late teens, got into a bit of drinking and the rest and all the sport fell. Everything just fell off completely. And yeah, and then in my 20s, I just spent a lot of time, especially when I became a rep. I became a rep when I was 23. And don't get me wrong, repping is solid. I wasn't an 18 to 30s rep. And even if you are, freaking hell, those guys work their asses off. Repping was an amazing experience and some of the best memories some best time of my life but the majority of the time was spent especially when I first started drinking 
And I used to go out drinking most nights or we'd sit around in an evening because, you know, you're in holiday resorts and you'd get a bottle of San Miguel or a bottle of wine and weight was never an issue for me because I ate okay. I worked in mostly all-inclusive hotels, so I'd get my nutrient-dense food in me with a bit of balance and then just go out drinking all night. And because I was up dancing and things like that, it never really concerned me, fitness or healthy lifestyle, anything. I lived my best life in my 20s. And as I started working my way up the ladder and I became a bit more sedentary, the weight crept on. And I didn't really notice at first. So I probably wasn't going out drinking as much. I was probably sitting in more. And then because I was became team leader, I became more office-based. So I'd sit on my bum more day, all day and the weight just crept up a bit. And it wasn't until I remember I was in a ski season and you had to order your uniforms and I ordered my usual size 12 pair of jeans. And I remember the day so vividly because I was hungover as well. So I was so moody and my jeans came and they didn't fit. They were too tight. So I had to order the next size up. And that for me was a bit of a red flag because I was like, well, you know, what's happening? But in my head, I thought, right, I'm doing ski season. I'll work it off by skiing. And it didn't work that way. The weight crept up even more. I, even though I skied a bit, I wasn't skiing that much. So this is the whole point of you can't really outbalance a bad diet with exercise. You can't outtrain a bad diet. So it was my diet. And if I'm really honest, I was drinking a bottle of red wine a night. I was going and getting big bars of milk or chocolate, oh, um, cooking big meals as well for myself. And I thought, oh, I'll just ski it off, you know, but it, it didn't work that way. But it then wasn't until the next summer. And this is when I turned 27. And I ended up working a summer season on a little dot of an island called Porto Santo. It's 11 kilometers by three and there's nothing much going on there. They have one small supermarket. The population is the population of my village where I grew up. It is tiny. It's beautiful. If you ever get a chance to go, I love it. But there wasn't much else to do there. And I was team leader of the whole island, managing the island, managing the operations, managing all the, the guests intake and managing my team. And I'd just go home at night and sit and drink a bottle of wine on my balcony on my own, smoking as well. I used to smoke then. Oh God, I don't know how I smoke so much. I look back now and I'm like, if anyone walks past me with a cigarette, I'm like, yuck. But you know, this is what I used to do. And I'm just transparent and being honest with you. So I'd sit and drink a bottle of wine, smoke 20 fags and um, then be like, right now what? And it wasn't until my colleague, Karina, shout out to Karina, who is a local to Port Santo, pestered me. And I mean pestered me. She would every day be like, you coming to the gym, you coming to the gym, you coming to the gym. I was like, no, 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 no. Then one day I was like, right, I'll come to the gym to shut you up. So I went to the gym with her. She did a bit of cardio and a bit of weights. And I was like, oh, I'm not really into this. I'll just go do my own thing. And I did. And I went to the hotel gym, walked in and looked at the equipment around me and thought, right, bike. I can do a bike. I used to ride a bike as a child. I can ride a bike. Easy. I'll do 20 minutes on the bike. Five minutes in, I was dying. Absolutely dying. It killed me. And I remember looking at um, some of the people on the treadmills in those early days when I just really got into it and thinking, gosh, how are you running 
How how do you do that? How is that possible? Skip forward seven years and I'm, you know, I've just run a 10K. But honestly, girls, this is why I'm telling you the story because I've been there. It was hard at the start. So I went to the gym and then I looked at my diet and I cut out the drinking every night. I was still smoking then. I still smoked for, I think, another year after that. And when it came to my diet, back then I didn't know about calorie calorie deficit. I just thought a lot of the things that we think that were taught by different people and you see different influencers and I thought cut out bad foods, these bad foods. But all I really did was I was eating at the all-inclusive buffet most nights, but it was a five-star resort. And luckily we had like freshly griddled produce, like fish and meats and really good salads. So Monday to Saturday, I'd cooked some of my own meals at home. I stopped buying any crisps or sweets. The big benefit to this island was there was no takeaways, no McDonald's, nothing, not even one takeaway. There was, I took away the temptation but I still had willpower when I went to the all-inclusive buffet, which are most lunches and evening meals. But I just had fresh salads, freshly griddled fish or meat. Um, and then I'd avoid the desserts and things, apart from on a Sunday evening, as we'd always go for a Sunday evening team meal, and I'd let myself have a starter main and a dessert or some cheese, and I'd have a few glasses of wine. And in four months... I never weighed myself back then. And I really wish I had more before and afters. Honestly, top tip, take more pictures, girls, because you really want to see the difference. I wish I had more pictures. And then, yeah, I've got a picture of before and after me, and I reckon I'd lost about two stone. I really, really slimmed down. And I was going to the gym probably three times a week. I'd go do some cardio, either on the cross trainer or a bit of running, and then I'd do some abs. And that was it. And that was my first step into my weight loss journey. Then for the next year or so, things kind of stayed the same. I went backpacking around Asia. I still didn't know about calories, but I can't have been eating more than I was burning because my body composition stayed the same. I didn't really weigh myself at the time either. I was very slim then, though. I'm not going to lie. I hate the term skinny and things, but I had no muscle mass because I was just basically doing cardio and being in a calorie deficit. And I wouldn't say my diet was the best. I lived on Thai green curries and Chang beer for three months when I backpacked. But still, I was having the time of my life and no regrets. We walked a lot, though. One of my best memories is when I got my now best mate, Sammy, to come with me. I really wanted to go to the gym. We're on this island. It was just, was it just before Christmas? Around that time. And I was like, I really want to go to the gym. I really want to go to the gym. There's a gym three kilometers away. And I made a walk to the gym with me. At the time, I think she hated me because I used to make a walk everywhere and she wasn't as into fitness as I was then. Now she is. She's a little pocket rocket. But, um, and that was the day she nearly got killed by a coconut as well, which fell from obviously a tree and dropped about three inches from her nose and splattered coconut milk all the way up her. So luckily, she didn't die that day. And we lived to tell the tale, and we went to the gym where we did some cardio. Not that it was necessary. I just missed the gym. I missed that environment. But I did used to only do cardio then. 
And the next year I moved to Jamaica and I noticed after a month or so there, the weight started creeping up again. I've got a couple of pictures where my weight crept up and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing differently. So I just refocused and cut out the crap again. And then I started doing HIIT workouts, influenced by Sammy, who I mentioned before. She had started doing HIIT workouts, namely the body coach, Joe Wicks. So I started doing those as well as my cardio. And I remember setting myself little targets like running 100 miles in a month, which I did just on the treadmill. I'd go to the occasional boot camp class that was provided by the hotel. Absolutely annihilated at one of those the the trainer the coach who did them it literally be on the beach so idyllic at eight o'clock in the morning but by eight o'clock in the morning in Jamaica it's already like 30 degrees so you do this boot camp and just die I also once tried to run down the beach which was just awful because it's just too hot but still I wasn't looking at my calories or I didn't actually have the education knowledge it was just always hearsay of bread is bad this is bad this is good if you eat this it's good and I did cut out food groups and I did restrict myself and I did just mainly do cardio and I started doing a bit of HIIT training. So the weight crept up a bit and then I got it back in control again. Then the next year was when I left my job repping, namely by that time I'd become a manager. Absolutely loved it, but the opportunity came to go to Australia and I thought, why not? YOLO. So when I moved to Australia, my traveling times like stopped a bit. I got office-based jobs in Sydney. I I turned 30. Yeah, I turned 30 when I was doing my farm work on the farm. So arrived, did the farm work, three months, picking and packing zucchinis. Honestly, girls, <laughs> after that, I couldn't touch a courgette for about two years. But then I decided to move to Sydney. We were meant to be traveling, but I had a bit of a quarter life crisis. Moved to Sydney, got an office job and joined a gym. And from there, made some friends and became friends with the receptionist. She was like, oh, we're going to start classes soon. You'd love to get involved in those. So I was like, yeah, of course, you know, something to get involved in with my fitness. And that's when I was introduced to Y-Bells. The owner and inventor of Y-Bell Fitness, Azza, who's a great friend now and such a big influence on my fitness journey. Oh my God. I can name some people, but Karina at the start, as a thank you so much and more that have come across my path in the past years. But as introduced me to Y-Bells and it was this free class that they were doing for six weeks at Snap Fitness in Bondi Junction. And I signed up and went along for free. I went to every class. I think it was on a Wednesday and a Saturday. I absolutely buzzed off it. It was my first time proper weight training. And because it had that cardio element in, which I love, which elevates your heart rate, a bit like what I do now with CrossFit with Metcons, like proper beast. And I love that. And that's a personal preference. Get your heart rate up, get the endorphins pumping and have a good workout and start lifting weights. And the difference I felt from lifting weights and starting to use weights was epic. I this new way of training completely changed my life really. And I buzzed off it and I loved it so much. And I really got into it. I remember one class I showed up and I was the only one there. And I remember, as I said, he always calls me Hells. And he was like, Hells, I'm not going to do the accent, by the way. He said, um, Hells, oh, thank you for coming. This had been like the first time ever I'd have done a class and no one turned up. And I was like, what? 
Anyway, at the end of the six-week free trial, I said, how do I get involved in this? I love Y-Bells. And he said, well, I do a class down on Bondi Beach every morning at 6 a.m. I know, the dream. And at the time, I was living in Bondi Junction and working in the CBD, and it wasn't really logistically good for me to get there. I'd have had to get a bus down, and I was still on a working holiday visa, so I wasn't made of money. And as a, honestly, this guy... He said, oh, why don't you just come along for free sometimes? So I started going on a Friday morning with my friend I'd made at the gym, Sarita. She used to drive me down. And then a few months later, or maybe six months later, I was moving away from Bondi. And I remember telling Asra and he said, oh, why don't you take some Y-Bells with you? And he gave me a set of Y-Bells, the old style that not as, if you see them now, they're a, um, They've got a bit of a softer texture, but the old style were just pure metal. And if you haven't seen them on my stories or on my social media or anything that I promote, have a look up at Y-Bell Fitness. And it's basically a dumbbell and med ball and a kettlebell in one handy weight that you can use in training. And I just love them. I've got a pair now and I do promote Y-Bells. But the reason I love Y-Bell so much isn't just because it got me into weights. It's because the way Azza was with me. And this is the influence I hope I have, and I know I have on some of you, and I have had, that I provide this enlightenment in your life. And it was just like, ding, oh my God, I love this so much. And it's making me healthier and happier. So always grateful to Azza for introducing that in my life. Yeah, and then he gave me a set of Y-Bells and I took them to my new gym because that was a bit further away from him. And I honestly cannot wait to one day get back to Bondi and do some sessions with him. Honestly, especially now my fitness is so much better. Um, probably keep up with him now a bit more. But that really changed my perspective on fitness and training and not just being about cardio and introducing weights and starting to build lean muscle mass so that I could be stronger and healthier and not just the fact that you can eat more, but you're not as restrictive on your diet. But if I'm really honest, I still wasn't quite keyed up on my diet, still didn't know about calories, calorie deficit for losing body fat. So I was starting to tone up, build muscle. That's what toning is, girls, by the way. So I was starting to build muscle and my fitness levels were just getting better and better by training the Y-Bell way. He also gave me free access to the app as well. So I could go and do the training with my Y-Bells, with his app for free. Honestly, this guy, this is why I'd promote him till the day I die for, for nothing, because what he did for me is outstanding. But I remember going to one of his sessions down Bondi, and at the end, I was just like, but why Why am I not losing, not losing weight, but why am I still not as, as lean as, you know, it doesn't seem to be working. And he, he had a word, and he did say, well, hell, you might still be like partying a bit too much. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a drink or something, but you might want to rein it in a bit. And at the time, I was still going out, living for the weekend. I had my office job during the week. I'd go to the gym most days. And then I'd get to the weekend and go party all weekend. And what I was doing was I'd go out on Saturday night and go and have a wild night out, and you know, best times, no regrets, absolutely no regrets, but then on Sunday, I'd be like, yes, treat day, so I'd order like a large Domino's, I'd go get a massive bag of sweets that were like a thousand calories, now looking back, at the time, I didn't know, and then it comes to Monday again, and I'd start back on the cottage cheese and salad for lunch, and the salmon and salad for 
dinner and the vegetables and the clean eating. I'm doing apostrophes with my hands. I know you can't see me, but clean eating during the week and then weekend going for it. And this is the fault that I see with a lot of people now and a lot of the girls that come to me that do this. So that's a story to tell for another day. The next part of my story is so typical me. Typical random event, random occurrence and random decision. I was on the beach on my day off. I live this beautiful little cove and you could see over Sydney Harbour. And at the time, I'd stopped going out drinking as much. I wasn't really drinking at the time, I don't think. I'd do this. I'll go through stages where I'm like, right, that's it. Reevaluate my life. And I was really getting into fitness and I was loving it so much that I thought, I want to learn a little bit more about it. I want to learn about fitness a bit more. I think I just Googled fitness books and downloaded a book for my Kindle called The Fitness Mindset by one of my favorite people and fitness influencers, Brian Keane. So I sat on the beach and I inhaled this book. I think it was the whole weekend it took me, Saturday, Sunday on the beach. And I was like, wow, absolute game changer. I learned so much in a short space about calorie, calorie deficits, fitness, about mindset. Honestly, this book changed my life and it set off this chain of events. And I literally went, I'm going to become a personal trainer. And that's where the idea stemmed from. I looked into courses. I looked into moving back to the UK. I was planning to move back to the UK anyway. This was about February time and I was moving back in June. Booked myself onto a six-week intensive course and the rest is really history. That seems like a, you know, a flippant thing that I went through, but I honestly thought I want to help. At the time it was people, I didn't realize it was solely women, but I want to help as many people as possible live a healthier, happier lifestyle. And I want people to be able to feel what I feel and do what I do and enjoy fitness and fit into the lifestyle and lose weight and keep it off and be happier and healthier. And I wanted to help people do that. And it's like this fire was lit in me. And the amount of stuff I've learned since then is unreal. Like that girl sat on the beach that just learned about calorie deficit and how to have a positive mindset and positive affirmations. And the amount I've been through and been experienced since then is unreal. But that was like a pinnacle turning point for me. Just deciding then and there on that beach that that's where I was going to focus. Oh my God, I've learned so much since then. Even as, you know, since I became qualified. So I qualified in July 2019, did a six week really intensive course. And honestly, when I first qualified, I didn't even do that much. I hadn't even done that much weight training then. I hadn't really done any barbell work, pushable legs. I've done none of the bodybuilder stuff. Since then, I've learned all that. I've done nutrition courses. I started CrossFit. I've done a CrossFit course. I'm qualified in CrossFit. And I'm constantly learning. But I think the main thing for me was the passion. And as long as I've got that passion and that love for it and that want to help people... I will constantly keep learning. I love doing what I do every day because I get to help people and it doesn't feel like work to me. 
And I honestly look back from where I am now to two and a half years ago, sat on that beach, and I'm so much fitter than I was then. But at the time, I thought I was, you know, quite fit. So my message to you girls is keep at it. Keep doing what you do. Honestly, like the little steps you're taking every week, you'll look back in six months, years, two years time and look back at the difference. As long as you're having a positive impact on your life and becoming healthier and happier, that's all that matters. And since that day, I've constantly been evolving and learning and not only for my own fitness, but for everyone else's. And now I get to help people every day. And also by helping people, I'm also learning and becoming a better coach. So that's my journey. That's my story. That was episode one. Hope you enjoyed. Like, share, tell the world, and I'll see you next week for episode two. I hope you enjoyed the Fit Girl Club podcast. For more information on how Helen can help you, have a look at www.helensuttonpt.co.uk. Have a great day.